0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to an equity shot. We're doing a lot of these lately because things keep happening. Uh, my name is Alex Wilhelm. I'm very happy to be here with Natasha Moscarenas, one of our early stage and VC reporters. Natasha, how are you doing?
1: I am doing lovely. Coming at you guys live from Chicago,
0: from chi Town. We also have Danny Crichton on the horn. Danny, how are you doing? It's a Monday. It's a Monday, but it's it's not a bad Monday. Usually Mondays are complete garbage. I think we all agree, but last night the news gods came to us with a package with a little bow on it entitled Qualtrics, a package I haven't unwrapped since late 2018, so I'm a happy kid. So let's just jump into the news, shall we? Why are we here? Well, SAP is going to spin out Qualtrics through an IPO, which is something they stole from us back a couple of years ago. They're gonna retain a majority stake, so let's go ahead and do some first impressions about this before we dig into the numbers. Danny, first take news drops last night. You jump on the blog and start writing. What was going through your head?
2: Well, it's it's extraordinarily unusual, right, for a large tech company, particularly one like SAP, which is generally very deliberate, right? It's a German uh, multinational, very very kind of strict culture, from what I hear. You know, they kind of intercepted this IPO back in 2018 at the last minute, right? So Paultrix had uh, filed their S one. They were going through the IPO process on the roadshow, and I believe like three days before they were expected to go public. SCP showed up and was like hey we're just gonna double the price and just buy you out all cash and that was actually i mean we say two years ago we say 2018 it's actually late 2018 it's not even been two years it's like 19 months right and now we're finding out that after 19 months they're like you know we we paid 8 billion for you it was great it was a nice shotgun marriage but we're done and we're gonna get a divorce (laughs) and we're gonna put you back out into the markets and we're gonna call it all good and so for our company you know, I don't want to call it plotting, but like SAP is a big enterprise company. It takes time. It's like a big Titanic. It's like uh, it takes time to move the boat around, to have them suddenly kind of both buy and sell the
0: same company almost so, so quickly is so unusual. Historical references, Danny's correct. Qualtrics was shooting for $18 to $21 a share at the, uh, the last time it filed an S1A filing, which according to my mathematics this morning, which I didn't have uh, Natasha uh, read because she wasn't online yet. So hopefully it's right. Three point nine to $4.5 billion valuation. So just about half. Of the eight billion dollars in cash natasha i'm curious you cover early stage stuff so this is not your domain is qualtrics a company that comes up with any regularity in your reporting work because it does in my world but i'm curious if it's also in yours
1: definitely not from a reporting angle but just from my friends i feel like qualtrics popped up similar to Workday. like it's like oh that company that you rely on for efficiency and stuff also my first thought when i saw the news was like how wrong were we like not only are the companies that were expecting to IPO are like doing so but it's the ones that you didn't even expect to do so that are feeling comfortable and um, I'm trying to think of a word other than ballsy but
2: (laughs) well I I was was gonna say I mean we've been waiting for the Palantir S1 for you know three weeks we we have a clock and it's still ticking apparently I guess it's getting pushed out but like no I didn't expect this I mean who would have expected a, a huge acquisition to suddenly go back public again
0: Yeah, Slack attacking Microsoft for antitrust, Airbnb not going public, and a listing from Qualtrics were three things I didn't have on my 2020 (laughs) bingo, which means that I should do more drugs, is my read of that. Um, So let's talk about uh, why this is happening, and then quickly talk about the financials. Uh, We try to keep these shots relatively short and punchy to the point. They have less scripting than the usual show, so uh, we we just riff and have fun. Um, Two things, Danny, that I've heard about why this is happening. One is unlocking value and the other is how to phrase this getting out of sap and i'm curious of those two which do you currently place more weight on given your read of of what we know so far i think it's number two
2: i mean i i not to be terribly negative about sap but you know again huge enterprise company lots of it's a legacy company it's a very old legacy company it's very hard to do change and and qualtrics is a real change for them and that was the idea right was qualtrics was going to be the new story for sap cloud native cloud focused focused on customers you know, it was a new business model, a new uh, a cu- uh, cu- set of customers, all kinds of stuff going on. And my guess is is that SAP's long term culture got imprinted more on Qualtrics than Qualtrics's culture got imprinted on SAP, and it became very obvious that it was not <laughs> going to work out. the The positive side of that is because the market expansion on multiples for enterprise SaaS companies has increased so much over the last couple of years, even though the Qualtrics probably kind of suffered under the scp umbrella they're not going to take a huge write down on this in fact they're actually going to make money so in some ways it's like it's like what to me what's amazing is it's actually kind of like a SPAC deal like it's basically like a blank check if you will like much in the way that people are trying to find other ways to get people onto the public markets now companies are just like you know that division that we don't know what to deal with and but like it actually is very valuable and it's (laughs) probably trading at half the price it should be given our market cap let's just put it out there and, and by doing that, we're going
0: to make a ton of value. Yeah. So that's kind of an endorsement via the, the second point of the first point, which is that there is value to unlock via a spin out here. I want to, so It's a one quick point before we dig into the numbers, because that's what I, I know the most about, but like I talked to Bill McDermott from SAP and Ryan Smith from Qualtrics. I talked to Ryan Smith like once a quarter. I don't know how that always happens, but it works out that way. But right when they announced this deal and they were, I have never heard two men not on cocaine who were so excited about something. Like they were they were so legitimately excited about this. It was the two of them on a call together telling me about how this combination was going to be fantastic and invigorating and exciting. And it was going to be synergies and it was going to be hype. And then the CEO of SAP left. And to me, I should have played Redmore into that because it seemed like the two people had a plan, you know, not just the two business groups. And so to see this uh, happen, I think makes good sense.
1: Before we get into the financials, I wanted to unpack a little bit more about how rare this actually is. I understand that, and Alex is pushing down coffee right now. And I love that. But um, <laughs> I had to call you out. But I was going to say, I feel like, first of all, an $8 billion acquisition, was that the largest acquisition of 2018?
2: Like, oh, gosh. I want to say
0: it's probably the biggest all cash deal. I mean, it's wild. It, it's up there. Yeah, it was definitely but, big.
1: But the the thing is like how often do we have you guys seen a a company maybe not like get yeah, just getting acquired and then getting reversed into IPO like are there any examples that come to mind
0: Just
2: private equity deals Danny is the only thing that comes to mind Yeah I mean it's not uncommon for companies to be intercepted at the S1 you know we've talked about it on the share before but oftentimes if you want to trigger a feeding frenzy of corporate buyers to show up. You just put the S one out. Everyone gets the same information at the same time. Every corporate development department can buy you, but it's very rare to see companies actually respin something out, particularly in like sixteen months. I mean, even in the private equity world, it's generally a three to five year timeline. You take out some debt. You raise. You know. You you do some operational efficiencies. You clean up the balance sheet, and then you go back public. Occasionally, I mean, I think there was a case like a, a couple of years ago in which there was a private equity firm that took a, a company private. I was looking for it last night and couldn't find it. They took a company private and then like 10 months later took it public and made like a 2X. And it's like a famous, you know, famous deal in which like even under 10 months of just control where you can just clean things up can do a lot. But
0: no, it is extremely rare. And we have seen, Danny, I think that happened recently because, or at least it happened again because I wrote about a recently private equity purchase firm that just went public. What changed is valuation multiples have gone up so far in this short time period that all of a sudden doing private equity style transactions is super easy because you just hold on to it count to 12 and all of a sudden things are worth 3x and so you can just drop it on back in the markets and make a nice check it's like it's like
2: buying a house in 2002 and just holding the mark until 2007 it's like you can triple your value just by doing nothing
1: i and i feel like sap retaining majority ownership is definitely telling me exactly what you were saying danny is like it's 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 a good deal for SAP from what I'm hearing. It's not like it's like taking out its evil child and putting it to the curb. It's like, <laughs> oh, you probably are worth more than you can be under my blanket.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. That's exactly what I tried to figure out this morning. Luckily for us, SAP reported earnings today, which gave us a brand new number for Qualtrics' size. And that number was, as my notes, 168 million euro, which is just under 200 million USD for the currency nerds out there, which means that they're on a run rate of just about $800 million. So for my piece, I went with 800 million because I'm lazy. And what's really neat is if you look at the Bessemer Cloud Index today, the mean company, the average, had about a 30, uh, 35% growth rate and about a 71% gross margin. Qualtrics had a 34% growth rate and their old gross margin was 75%. So right in that range. We had some kind of metrics to look against, and that gives you a run rate enterprise multiple of 17.3x. So we know that Qualtrics at that thing is worth about 13.8 billion, which is dramatically more than 8 billion. It's nearly double. So that's, I think, the value that Qualtrics, sorry, that SAP might think is not unlocked today inside of its own valuation. And therefore, by floating Qualtrics, even and holding on to the stock, might actually help their own value go up. It's a cool transaction i'm super hyped about it i think the other question here
2: is obviously i think sap is going to make a lot of money and so i think the question is you know how much of a a, a effect was that right the fact that they're going to get a lot of cash back to the balance sheet they're going to double down maybe there's a coronavirus context there i don't know i mean it's just pure speculation my guess is it's just a complete strategic uh misdirection going on there uh but i don't think the cash thing should be like uh you know ignored um, the other interesting thing is Ryan Smith is going to be the supposedly the goal is to make him the largest independent shareholder, your individual shareholder. So he's actually going to go back to not only being founder, CEO, but also being, you know, obviously, as is going to be a majority owner, but the largest individual owner. So I think he actually is going to retake the initiative here and, and try to do it. And we, we have seen stories like that. I mean, that's maybe Jobsian almost uh, and in and, and that sort of context, right? We don't see that on the enterprise side as often
1: what metrics are you guys looking forward to on the s1 and i assume that there's going to be a new s1 filed
0: yeah yeah so we know revenue growth uh so inside of revenue i want to know revenue mix because they both have software subscriptions they also have uh, custom research and they also have services if i recall their s their old s1 so i would love to know what percent of their revenue is software that means uh they'll be worth more if it's higher and less if it's lower um blended gross margins and of course software gross margins which were 75 and 81 if I recall correctly from before and make sure they have no debt that's gonna be super important and uh, that's about it Danny what are you looking forward to
2: I I would be interested to see how much they disclose around customers right so what does customer concentration look like how much has SAP driven their sales you know one of the ways you create synergy when you buy a company is you know do they fire all the Qualtrics salespeople replace them with SAP salespeople Because that's where the synergy is, right, is usually around sales, we're going to sell to existing SAP customers with your product, we can make a lot of money doing that. So the question is, is like, you know, how much has their sales team been been bothered by SAP in, in 19 months? You know, do they still have the same infrastructure in place? Are all their customers now coming through the SAP channel? And if so, like, how do they rebuild a sales engine? That's going to be really, really important to me, because, you know, the revenue numbers may look good. But if those are driven on the SAP side and less on the Paltric side, you know that may not be true going forward when they're not bought by the, or owned by the same company.
0: On that note, I talked to Ryan Smith uh, either like two weeks ago or like two months ago. I forget which call this was, and we talked a lot about how they rolled out a product for kind of like COVID nineteen response for companies. And they saw huge uplift from that. So presumably they'll have, even if they do have a decimated sales team, which I don't know if that's true, maybe it is, they'll have a new channel to sell into. So I'm not concerned about a Utah-based SaaS company spinning up sales because that's like what they're famously good at. So like they should crush that. I want to wrap with a historical TechCrunch note. So back in like 2014, 2015, somewhere in there, my first stint at TC, I was assigned this boring... Boring company I hadn't heard of from Utah called Qualtrics for an interview. And I was kind of peeved about it because I didn't know who the hell they were. Everyone else was going to like Facebook, Twitter. And they were, Alex, you get Qualtrics. And I was like, ah, I had to learn about this company. And I was like, okay, it's actually pretty cool. And the interview went uh, medium well. And, but I'm just so glad now in retrospect, I got assigned the interview because it got me kind of an early look at a company that we still talk about, you know, five, six years later. So it's fun uh, to see how when TC gets it right and puts people up on stage that are going to be like regular news stories for the next decade i want to say somewhere in there
2: well i I will say i did manage to find an archival photo of you and ryan smith on stage at disrupt for the story last night Uh, and and thank god our image search actually worked for once at techcrunch.com yeah you know what screw you danny everyone's using. (laughs) so i will say i (laughs) will say you you
0: were thinner back then nope definitely you looked a lot lot better back then that's not true at all (laughs) Danny is so I well I have some news to break. Danny's fired from the show. Um, this is now the Natasha and Alex chat about why Danny is shit hour. Uh, and actually, no, it's worse. It's worse than you think, Danny, because most of the photos of me on Getty are just I'm just poor sign and um, poor lost sign. A
1: what a word.
0: Thank what a you. word and now that i've lost a lot of weight i'm just in awe of all the pictures of me on the internet but that's neither here nor there ladies and gentlemen qualtrics uh when we have the s1 we will of course bring it to you all the numbers all the stories all the faff, all the fun uh but until then equity we are out and we're back uh friday morning Talk then